This is A Disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host, Lee. I'm Lee. I'm not here with my co-host, Peter. And by popular demand, not here again with Nuclear Norm. Salut! We recently got a good review from from Miles for Carson in Canada saying that... Uh, let me Let me see. Let me read it here. I love how witty and funny these guys are. Nuclear Norm needs some more airtime. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a whole lot of Nuclear Norm airtime in these two episodes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Double dose. Good good news for, for, for Carson. <laughs> <laughs> but right before we get started, if you're new here, welcome. Happy to have you. Hi. If you would like to be in the know fully about everything that we've done, I recommend you go back to the first episode and start at the beginning because we don't do like inside jokes, but sometimes we'll reference, and by sometimes I mean frequently, we'll reference previous episodes. And if you want to be fully in the know, that's probably a good idea. Good place to start. If you go through all that and you like what you heard, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell someone to listen. Tell anyone to listen. Tell everyone to listen. The next best thing to do is to subscribe if you aren't already and leave a rating and review. I think Apple Podcasts is still the best place to do that. If you want to keep up with what we're doing on social media at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, when this episode comes out, I think we're pretty much in the last week of that uh, giveaway contest we have going on where if you publicly promote us on any social media platform tagging at this disaster pod we'll enter you in a draw to be done at the beginning of september for some fancy mystery box prizes including exclusive merch etc maybe even you'll get a piece of lee probably a little finger but we'll talk about that um excuse me no no it's it's cool it's it's cool it's cool don't worry about it you can also keep everything (laughs) you can also get everything in one place on our website www.thisdisasterpod.com and our patreon.com slash this disaster pod where we've got tons of bonus free content micro disasters every two weeks access to this live stream i say this live stream because we're currently live streaming this major disaster so uh we got some we got some patrons tuning in uh, and you could be one of those. One last thing. I got a little bit of housekeeping, not housekeeping, listener feedback. Normally I do like listener mm. feedback or every now and then I do listener feedback. House cleaning. House, yeah, let's call it house cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> we have several positive reviews, I, I would say, and I'm very grateful for those. But every now and then a review pops up that's um, particularly pointed, I guess you could mm. call it. Mm. And normally, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I don't really give a shit <laughs> because like if you don't, if you don't like our podcast, that's, that's fine. Lots of other ones. Yeah. But this time, there was a little bit of feedback from, um, I don't know if this is real name or not, but it's uh, Fat-Chuddy. That sounds like a birth name to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fat-Chuddy. Yeah. Is that Irish? Yeah. Fat- anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, he wrote in saying, I really enjoyed the first episode I listened to up until your public service message, aka socialist movement. Too bad. One star for mixing entertainment with politics. No stars for you. Delete. What's he talking about? Based on the timing of that, that came out right after an episode that we ended, I think, complimenting Ottawa, our hometown, for how well they did the Black Lives Matter Matter protest. So I can only assume it was in reference to the Black Lives Matter thing. (laughs) So if he took issue with us supporting the Black Lives Matter movement... Goodbye forever. Goodbye. <laughs> that kind of uh, was a little bit of what I was hoping that would accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did Did you hear about the the already breaking into side by hair? No, it's all good. Um, the little viral thing that happened with Tom Morello and kind of the same thing where oh yeah someone tweeted him and was like, hey, you know, I love your music, 
Yeah. But why do you got to tweet all this political BS? <laughs> not and, then ta- and then Morello's like, uh, which one of our songs do you like that isn't political <laughs> <Right>. BS? <laughs> no, I, what did he, he's like, which machine did you think we were raging against? Yeah. The dishwasher? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fat Chuddy is definitely not going to like this episode or the next one. Oh, no, okay. I was well, thinking that too. Like, yeah, oh yeah. boy. She picked the right time to tune out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, yeah, uh, Fat Chetty, thanks for your feedback, and, um... Goodbye forever. Should I take the high road, or what? Yeah, yeah don't, don't need you, don't want you. Goodbye. Yeah, fair enough. On that note, Norm, what are we talking about today? The episode was requested months ago, right? You actually yep. talked about it, and you've been hinting at this topic yep. for a while. Mm-hmm. Long time. Been very yeah, excited. Yeah, so let's 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 dive into it and see if you can figure it out. For years, mm-hmm. experts have been predicting an inevitable and unprecedented worldwide crisis. Have they? Governments did little to prepare for this crisis, mm-hmm. but the topic became highly politicized. Hmm. Scientific experts were ignored, accused of fear mongering, okay. spreading fake news. Uh-huh. Some called it a Chinese hoax. Mm. What do you think I'm talking about? The core of the sun dying. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Is there a nuke involved? Yeah, yeah that's... No? That's, that's the one. Is no, it's it, not that, uh, is it? murder hornets? That too. Actually, it is... is it, um, that is actually potentially related. Oh, ooh. That was close. I think I, so, I, I think I know what it is, but I'm going to let Norm say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am actually talking about both climate change, ooh. the topic of tonight's episode, mm-hmm. and the current pandemic that we live in. And there's actually a lot of disturbing parallels between climate change and the pandemic in terms of the public perception of science and the politicization of science Mm. and facts and post-truth America, post-truth Canada. But how, what, what could, how could you debate facts? They're facts. Scientists may talking about. I mean, you may hear, you may hear a little bit. So, but, Before we start, though, it's important to give everyone a baseline Mm -hmm. on climate, the difference between weather and climate. Mm. Weather Mm -hmm. is the day-to-day conditions. Climate are long-term averages of the weather. Hmm. So you get the incredibly played out and smart-alecky remark, well, it's cold today, so where's that global warming? (laughs) Classic. I've heard that that exact tone. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember hearing that last winter. I was walking my dog by a gentleman who was shoveling the huge dump of snow we got in January. He's like, "We're so yeah. much for global warming." And I was like, <laughs> like, "Dude, it's supposed to be plus five tomorrow." Yeah, how's that I, for you? I I think I've heard that joke for like the last fifteen years. Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get to it, but up to and including like some U.S. senator bringing a snowball into the house and being like, (laughs) yeah, well, there's a snowball. Where's the global warming? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean there's a food shortage? I just ate some food. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's a really played out joke that is not funny, but it's one of those things that people think is clever Mm. for some reason. Yeah. Maybe because they've never heard a joke before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, the episode's on climate change. And like Peter, always brings everything back to World War II. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's always World War II with this guy. <laughs> this is a nuclear norm episode. Yeah. We're all going back into deep time. Oh, okay. <laughs> we always go back to deep time. <laughs> we all have I thought our, it was uh, fancy with my 1930s. Signature nah, nah. Uh, 
Yeah. Our thing. Yeah. Right? Mine's Man- Charles Manson and LSD. <laughs> That's anyway, true. <laughs> All right. So the earth was formed four and a half billion years ago. You weren't kidding. Okay. Been there, done that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. The earth was formed four and a half billion years ago mm-hmm. as a molten ball of lava. Mm-hmm. And it took about 800 years to cool. But after that, the surface was entirely covered with water, oceans oh, everywhere. Right. Cool. The atmosphere was ammonia and methane. Now, these are greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. So what this meant was that the earth was hot. Kind of like a primordial Dutch oven. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And note that there was, there's no oxygen in the atmosphere. It's just ammonia and methane at this time. And in the previous episode on why are we alone? Yep. We talked about how like oxygen doesn't just like exist on its own. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't just exist naturally. Right. Um, It has to come from some sort of product. Right. So 2.8 billion years ago, a type of bacteria called cyanobacteria evolved the ability to take sunlight and water and carbon dioxide and convert it to energy, producing oxygen as a waste product. Hey, thanks, cyanobacteria. Good deal. Yeah, this is called photosynthesis. Yeah. I know a little something about that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so efficient that the population of this bacteria exploded and it was all over the world. Nice. So it produced the waste, which was oxygen. Mm-hmm. And that poisoned the oceans hmm. with oxygen. Because like things weren't using oxygen to breathe. Right. It was a waste product. So oxygen is evil. So was that one of the <laughs> one of the extinction events then? It did. In fact, it triggered the mass extinction known as the Great Oxygen Catastrophe. Right. Huh. Yeah, yeah. First sidebar, yep. the oceans contained a lot of free iron uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. So when you introduce oxygen to iron, it rusts. So the oceans actually turned from blue green to blood red Whoa. from from the rusty iron in, in the oceans. That's cool. Evil. The oxygen ultimately led to like massive biochemical diversification right. and complex life, yep. but it did kill off a lot of stuff. That's cool. Wow. That, at this point, yeah. Satan's huh. waiting pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn that oxygen. Damn you. I know, right? So it, it is evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning a yeah, lot. We don't get rid of it. Yeah. Get it out of here. Mm. Oxygen reacts with methane. Okay. So it actually pulled the methane out of the atmosphere. Hmm. And remember, methane is greenhouse gas. Yeah. So that means it's pulling greenhouse gases from the atmosphere into the oceans. Oh, okay. And this caused the earth to cool, and it triggered the first ice age. Wow. Oh, interesting. And the uh, the earth was completely frozen because remember, there's oceans all over the world. There was no land. Oh, right. Yeah. So it froze into a giant snowball. Snowball yeah. earth. Yeah, snowball earth. There you go. And like this took a few million years to occur, but right. like geologically, this is quite rapid. Right. Million. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like like that, that's kind of like when I'm like, oh, it took millions of years. Yeah. That's super fast. Well, yeah. yeah like for, how, for, <laughs> to go. How did you say the earth was? 4.5 bill. Bill. So a whole yeah. three other zeros. If you look at that, we actually have evidence of a life form that drastically affected the Earth's climate. Hmm. What life form Let's would file, that file be? that one for later. Oh, okay. For the cyanobacteria. Oh, right. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <That's laughs> test quiz. Yes. It was a quiz. <laughs> Norm was yes. paying attention. Yes. <laughs> Throughout all of Earth's history, though, the climate has actually fluctuated between two primary states. Okay. One that's extremely hot and one that's extremely cold. Mm-hmm. Okay. The hot Earth state is called the greenhouse Earth. Okay. And in fact, 85% of Earth's history existed in the greenhouse state. Mm. Okay. 
And as the name implies, it has high level of greenhouse gases and hot temperatures. Okay. The most recent greenhouse phase started 260 million years ago and lasted to 34 million years ago. Okay. And it was 14 degrees hotter on average than it is today. And there were palm trees in Antarctica. Uh, really? And if you look at those years, it's 260 million to 34 million years ago. Yeah. That's the entire history of dinosaurs was in that hot era. Right. Huh. That's amazing. Yeah. I like knowing things like that. Yeah, the majority of Earth's history, 85% of the time, was spent in that greenhouse state. Okay. So the other state that the Earth is in is the extremely cold state, mm-hmm. the Ice House Earth. Yeah. Sometimes called an ice age, but that's not really an official term. It's kind of used very willy-nilly. Okay, so the okay. term is ice house? Ice house. Okay. And so that's characterized by a drop in greenhouse gases mm. and average te- and a lower average temperature. Okay. Mm. There have been five ice ages, major glaciations right. in Earth's history yeah. that made up the remaining 15% of the time. Okay. Uh, the most recent being now. We're in an ice age. Wait, what? But there's... Really? There's no... There's no tiny squirrel trying to hide an acorn everywhere. Yeah, there's no mastodons Mm -hmm. that sound like Ray Romano. Within our current ice age, there's periodic warming phases called interglacials. And these are caused by variations in the Earth's orbit on 100,000 year cycles. So we are obviously currently in an interglacial warming period that started about 13,000 years ago. Okay, And it warms a little bit where some of the ice melts and then the glaciers retreat just to the poles. Right. So that's where we have right now. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Uh, but notice I said it started 13,000 years ago. Yeah. All of relevant human history existed within that small warming period within a deeper ice age, which is abnormal from the normal state of the earth, which is normally the greenhouse earth. Yeah. <laughs> All of human history. None so of this bodes well. Also, calling back to episode 17, We Are Alone. That seems like it adds yet another factor on why Earth was special for life. No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a I, lot of like a lot of these things caused us to evolve. Sure. Like mammals evolved yeah. because of all these ice ages. This is what I'm what, saying. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that just made us feel a whole lot more special and a whole lot more alone. <laughs> depending yeah depending on how you look at it. Special or yeah. alone. But how could it be an ice age? It's so hot today, am I right? Exactly. It's a cooker out there. You're full yeah. of crap. Science is dumb. <laughs> hey, 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 nuclear norm, prove it. We will soon sh- discuss that. Okay. I suspected. Okay, yeah. So, uh, greenhouse gases. Yep. Talk about greenhouse gases. Yep. This is going to be a little bit of advanced science, so I hope everyone can follow along. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. If the Earth absorbs more energy than it gets off, mm-hmm. it gets hotter. Slow down. Oh, so, wait. What? Yeah. Okay. I think I got it. I think I'm following. Oh, okay. Okay. That was a, a joke. I got it. It was fine. I got I it. it. I was yeah. right there with it. you. I hear the laughter. Oh. So, so the Earth's atmosphere is mostly made of nitrogen and oxygen. Okay. Like almost like 99% of it is nitrogen and oxygen. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No. We need those to live. Yep. Fair enough. 0.04% of the atmosphere mm-hmm. is made of greenhouse gases. Okay. And these are... Hmm gases that trap heat from escaping that seems like a tiny amount it, it's mm-hmm. relatively a tiny yeah, amount yeah, yeah so the sun heats up the earth and then the greenhouse ass is asked to act as a blanket <laughs> to hold in the the radiated heat from the earth okay and like greenhouse gases are important they keep us alive okay. if we didn't have any the average temperature 
would be minus 18 degrees Celsius, minus 0.4 Fahrenheit okay. without any greenhouse gases. Average. So the fact that we have that small amount yeah. is why we have this temperate, you know, plus 15 degree worldwide average temperature okay. Okay. That makes in sense. Celsius. Yeah. The worldwide average is 15 Celsius? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That seems nice. Sweater weather. Yeah. <laughs> put on a hoodie. You're good. Oh, so I can't as wait the... for pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> Shut up, Peter. We're still enjoying summer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Almost. Is it August yet? Um, Uh. As as the net concentration of greenhouse gases increases, Mm -hmm. we get more heat being trapped. Okay. Right. So it gets hotter if there are more greenhouse gases. And then similarly, if there's less greenhouse gas, it gets cooler. There is a direct correlation here. I think I follow. Amazingly, I'm still with you. All right. It's a testament to nuclear norm. That's right. This is where all that PhD knowledge comes in. (laughs) Science for the lay person. So what are greenhouse gases? You hear about this term all the time. What are greenhouse gases? Please tell us. That's a good question, me. (laughs) Um, Water vapor, evaporated water, Mm -hmm. is actually the strongest greenhouse gas. It traps the most heat in the atmosphere. Hmm. Is it because it like bounces the light around or something? For chemistry people, it's because the molecules are exactly the right, like the O's and the H are exactly the right um, orientation to oscillate and absorb infrared radiation. All right, Peter? Okay, well, fair enough. Could have just said (laughs) yes. Yes. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, water vapor is actually the strongest greenhouse gas, but there's a limit to how much water vapor can be held in the atmosphere because rains when it hits a saturation point you know that's right it it does it it does do that it rains yeah Yeah. you may have heard of rain another greenhouse gas is methane this is natural gas we've talked about this before we have it comes from rotting organic matter trapped in the ground for years it also comes from landfills and interestingly enough it also comes from cow burps that's (laughs) something you hear a lot about (laughs) is it cow burps or cow farts i thought it was farts. farts That is, you can always shove this in everyone's face. Anyone who says it's a cow fart, you can be like, no, you're wrong. It's burps. You don't know anything. Wait a second. It's burps. I mean, that makes sense since they have like seven stomachs. They probably have some nasty burps. That throws a wrench in my understanding and appreciation of, I think, season one X-Files, where you had those like cockroaches that would follow methane and then kill people. And they like killed somebody on a toilet because they were like following the methane gas from, <laughs> is that, am I making I think, that up? I think farts is, is um, farts is like a, a difference. It's like got sulfur in it, right? Oh. It's like, that's where the egg comes <laughs> from. Sometimes. Am I right? The, the rotten egg smell. Yeah. We've always had those days. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's methane. I always no. thought of it from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome because they fueled <laughs> the city with pig shit and they explained that methane comes from pig shit. Huh. Now, I don't Maybe. understand that to be a strictly scientific movie or a documentary. Sure. Yeah. But that's what they said. That's what Tina Turner said. <laughs> Is Tina Turner in that movie? Yeah. I should watch the Mad Max movies. You should. Maybe, micro disaster on farts. I was going to say, maybe there's going to be a micro disaster on farts. Keep an I can't ear out. wait. <laughs> just so that we can like, maybe so we can put the put an end to talking about farts for now and just yeah. move it somewhere else. I'd volunteer to do it, but it would just be 10 minutes of me making fart sounds. So it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, methane is another greenhouse gas. Yes. Um, but obviously, the one everyone knows about is carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, carbon dioxide is actually 
the weakest of all of these greenhouse gases, but because we have the most of it, yeah. it contributes the most mm. to warming, and it's the biggest problem. Huh, okay. So we, we mentioned, though, that there were five ice ages previously, but the majority of the time was spent in a greenhouse phase. Mm-hmm. But what causes the Earth's climate to go from ice house to greenhouse or back and forth? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like what causes these major shifts? Hey, Norm, Great question. what causes these major mm-hmm. shifts? No, oh, I don't know. Oh. oh. Oh, actually, I do. Okay, oh. awesome. That's that's much much more reassuring. It's actually existentially scary uh, to talk about. Oh, good. Well, it wouldn't be an, a norm episode if it wasn't for some existential dread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a concept of positive feedback loops mm-hmm. and climate tipping points. Mm. Okay, neither of those sound good. <laughs> oh, they're, they're not. Oh, God. Um, so a positive feedback loop mm-hmm. means, in general, as you increase the temperature, so if it gets hotter... Yeah. That will trigger things that will cause it to get even hotter. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, ice mm-hmm. is white. Yeah. Uh, and it reflects a lot of light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if the ice melts because it's hot, yeah. then less light gets reflected, mm-hmm. more gets absorbed, oh. the earth gets hotter, which melts more ice. Oh. I see where this is Which going. reflects less light. Oh, no. But it won't get is hotter that- after that. No, then it stops. No, it just, it just once, just once. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. And so, like, that's an example of a positive feedback loop. Like, another interesting one is um, oceans yeah. absorb a lot of the carbon dioxide. They hold about half of the carbon dioxide that's in the atmosphere. Okay. Right. Is actually absorbed by the oceans. But as oceans get warmer, their capacity to hold carbon dioxide decreases. Oh. Okay. So you get more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere when it gets warmer, hmm. and then it gets hotter because of the carbon dioxide and then the oceans hold less carbon dioxide and they release mm. more that's not good either the it's all these chicken and egg situations no this is a terrible system no um sidebar though on carbon dioxide and oceans <laughs> this is why your cold carbonated drinks mm-hmm. whether you like them as pop or soda yep. taste fizzier when they're cold uh-huh because they're absorbed, or they're able to dissolve more carbon dioxide in the colder drink oh. than in the hotter drink. Interesting. Yeah. So you should always chill your soda pops. Well, well, yeah, yeah. We have one friend when we get together to watch movies and stuff. He's always like, "Oh, I'll bring the Coke Zero," and he brings it over, and it's always like warm off the shelf. And then he just like pours himself a glass, and I'm like, "You Visigoth." <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Let me throw that in the microwave first. You are one hair away from a bona fide serial killer. Yeah, like yeah. for me, it's like if I take a sip of like Coke or or pop or whatever, and it's room temperature, it's just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can scientifically explain why. Yeah, exactly. that's cool. Absorb carbon throw dioxide. That in his face. It won't change. He'll get. He's going to bring it room temperature anyway. He's a uh, monster. <laughs> so there's essentially tipping points where like in in the the balance of the climate where beyond a certain level of heating we will get runaway heating because of these various effects that pile on top of each other that doesn't sound good either Mm -hmm. Uh, but similarly Mm -hmm. the reverse can happen and tip into rapid cooling which is how we get into like ice ages and stuff okay so rare extreme events in history can cause the climate to tip into Heating, rapid heating, or rapid cooling. Ooh, uh, like a meteor? Yeah, well, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I get excited. I get excited. We talked about the oxygen catastrophe, which tipped the Earth into an ice age by like sucking all the methane out of the atmosphere. Yeah. That ice age actually ended because of a whole bunch of super volcanoes 
that emitted carbon dioxide into the atmosphere oh. and heated the earth up over a long amount of time. Peter's Not unlike episode 27 about Thera Destroyer, a uh-huh. giant volcano that ruined a civilization. Uh-huh. It's actually believed that 460 million years ago, mm-hmm. two asteroids collided outside of the earth and it showered the earth with dust and then that dust went into the atmosphere and it just floated in there for years Mm -hmm. long enough to block out enough sunlight to tip the earth into an ice age jesus (laughs) interesting okay creepy it's creepily interesting and if you want to hear more about asteroids episode 26 <laughs> about the tunguska explosion check that how one do you out. know the numbers so well i'm on the website i'm looking it up <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay our episode uh, for our me. biggest fan uh yeah so we've talked about how the climate has changed obviously in the past on mm. its own rather dramatically yep. so what's happening today what's happening you may today? ask i yeah. what the heck? what's happening I today ask myself that constantly <laughs> what is happening today what is happening right yeah, now? it's you may have heard that the climate is warming and the globe is warming. I hear the jury's still out on science. So there's <laughs> some real simple evidence yeah. for this. Yeah, okay. It's called temperature records. Uh-huh. Since the year 1880, mm-hmm. we've actually had really accurate temperature records. Okay. Um, because like that's the year where they're, since then we've had enough weather stations across the globe to be able to measure the temperature and average it out. Mm. That's the year somebody was like, hey, 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 write this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from about 1880. Should we be taking notes? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, and that, that's also convenient because that's about the time when industrialization started. Right. So obviously 1880, r- r- geologically speaking, isn't a particularly long time period, mm-hmm. uh, but it's useful information because it's very accurate. Right. And what that information shows is that the average temperature of the Earth has actually increased one degree Celsius approximately mm-hmm. since 1880. Mm. In total? Total. Okay. Average. So that doesn't sound like a lot, right? Right. So since, so sorry, just to clarify, for the last 120 years. 140 years? 140 it's 2020. <laughs> No, not 2000. I have been playing a lot of early 2000s video games. (laughs) (laughs) So just to clarify, over 140 years, it increased by one degree? Yes. Okay. Doesn't seem like a lot. So it doesn't sound like a lot. No. And this is why some people don't think it's a lot. Right. But you can't put it in your daily perspective because obviously your day to day is like, whatever, one degree, who cares? Air conditioning, man. (laughs) But this is a one degree... Increase in temperature, mm-hmm. average temperature taken everywhere around the globe over all seasons, the temperature is increasing mm. by this one degree. Okay. And for reference, this is 20 to 50 times faster than ever in history. Huh. Oh boy, that makes it a little Including the, a little the, more the, the times when we've tipped into ice ages or greenhouses, this one degree in 140 years is faster than that by 20 to 50 times. Really? Question. How do mm-hmm. we know what the rate of temperature increase was back then? Uh, yeah, so this is where you have models. Because So we'll talk okay. about carbon dioxide okay. in a minute. Yep. But there's models where you can essentially trace back the temperature from what the carbon dioxide was. Oh, okay. And be, because we have good measures of carbon dioxide, yeah. we have models for the temperature. Uh, okay, fair enough. Hmm. We should call you answers, Norm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, nuclear, yeah. nuclear norm is better. Yeah, so uh, what is causing... 
this temperature rise mm-hmm. must be natural, right? Yeah, well, sure. It's yeah. the natural current. Okay. I can't think of any other reason. Cow farts. The climate scientists have figured this out for us. <laughs> yep. They've determined that um, they can model all the natural effects. Okay. And they've determined that it's actually an increase in greenhouse gases that is causing this temperature increase. Okay. So all those cows should stop drinking burpee drinks. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. If they stop drinking Jolt Cola, maybe. <laughs> Keep it in Jolt check. Cola. Now who's in the early 2000s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> First 2000 reference I can think of. That's from that era. Yep. Yeah. So we had just talked about carbon dioxide a little bit and how like it's can use to be measured history. Mm-hmm. But then you could ask, hey, Norm, how do we measure carbon dioxide then? <laughs> Hey, Norm. Hey, Norm. How do we measure, do we carbon, measure dioxide? Carbon, di- carbon dioxide? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Oh, uh, let me just Google this quickly. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I could have thought that. We have really good records of carbon dioxide going back about 800,000 years. Okay. okay. Because we live in an ice age. Oh, and right. in an ice age, we have permanent glaciers hey. that have been around for 800,000 years. Right. So... Uh, since well, what what scientists will do is they'll drill ice cores into these glaciers, mm-hmm. pull them out. They're basically giant popsicles, mm-hmm. and analyze mm-hmm. the layers of trapped gases okay. that have built up over the years. Mm-hmm. Sounds like sounds like a popsicle you don't want to lick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it might be a little it might the be a little, little fizzy trapped <laughs> gas inside. So uh, you'll see for the last eight hundred thousand years that we've had a fluctuation in carbon dioxide concentration mm-hmm. uh, at a slow and steady rate. It's like going going up and down between the levels of 180 parts per million okay. and 280 parts per million. Okay. So it's oscillate between there. Yeah. And that that cycle coincides directly with all of our historical interglacial melting periods. Interesting. Is mm. it? Yeah. So we have like evidence from rock erosion and stuff shows clearly when the glaciers came and went. Mm-hmm. And that matches perfectly with the carbon dioxide data. Hmm. Yeah. Convenient. So remember uh, the, those numbers, 180 to 280. 180 to 280. Is the normal range. Right. Today we're at 420. 420, y'all. Parts per million. Um, And That's... 120 to 280. Uh, Yeah, about 180, 180 when it's frozen, yeah. 280 when it's warm. Yeah. 420 now. That's mm. 50% higher yep. than we've ever measured Okay. In the last 800,000 years. Awesome. When you look at this on a plot yep. of 800,000 years, yep. it's a line that goes straight up when you get to today. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, of carbon dioxide concentration. Yes. That's, that's that's not good. Oh, it's not good. Uh, so our current levels of greenhouse gas that's already in the atmosphere mm-hmm. are going to induce another one degree of warming. Hmm. And this is likely going to completely offset the next glacial maximum in like 50,000 years when we were would freeze over. Okay. Uh, this is going to make it so we will probably not freeze over. <laughs> so good. That sounds like a bad thing. We're supposed to freeze over. I mean, in the long term, it's kind of a not an issue. Okay. But what leads in up to that, it's probably not good for us. You know, no, that's, mm. I feel like the devil's in the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Good usage of that. I definitely agree. So, so that's a lot of the evidence. Okay. Um, I mean, it's pretty much like this data I've got from NASA. Okay. But what do they know? Well, they're just on like the liberal payroll or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. So that that doesn't sound promising. Yeah. 
What are the causes? What are the causes? Let's get into. The, I yeah. should. I'm gonna. Uh, cut, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut one instance of that joke at least. I think it gets yeah, funnier okay. every time. What are the causes, Norm? Uh, well, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, also known as the IPCC, which is a body of the United Nations, concluded that with 95% probability, humans are causing the majority of the Earth's warming by the emission of greenhouse gases. Mm. But what do they know? Yeah, This is everyone falling off their chairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The major emitters. Who do you guys think emit the most greenhouse gases? Cows. Cows burping. burping. Uh, I mean, uh, let's... I mean... Uh, should play a different game. Which countries do you uh, think him in? I'm, where, who, are you, who are you blaming? Um, I'm going to go by population. I'm going to say India. That's actually... Okay. Continue. I, uh, I'll say... You just gave Leah a, a layup. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, probably not. I'll just say based on past <laughs> reputation for pollution, I'll just go with China. So Lee wins easily. Oh, okay. I mean, it's... Easy. You didn't have to say easily. <laughs> Just give me this one, Peter. Yeah, fair enough. China emits by far the most carbon dioxide. Okay. Yes. Double the second place. Second place. It's not like it's, <laughs> it's uh, the Olympics. Is that at least India? <laughs> Double the number two emitter, which is America. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well. So ch- China emits a ton. Give it mm. four more years, they'll be number one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. India is actually growing, but because they're not as industrialized as China, right. um, they're still low, but they're probably going to take over the United States okay. at some point. Oh, man. Yeah, so, like, we can all blame China, right? It's all their problem. They're the ones making up the global warming hoax, exactly. and they're the ones making them. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, the thing with China yeah. is the per capita, mm-hmm. they're not even close. Oh, okay. Okay. Their population is so large, right? right? Per capita, it's countries like rich countries yeah. like Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. Australia, Canada, right. and USA okay. that are the worst mm, right. offenders. Mm. Maybe yeah. we should stop driving my Hummer to get to my helicopter to ride to my <laughs> mega yacht. Is that what you're to saying? To dump out more fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now for the the fun part yeah. and controversial oh. part. Okay. So what, what industries are producing these emissions? These numbers kind of vary depending on what source you, you, you go from. Yeah. But about 65%, possibly 70% of the emissions, all greenhouse emissions, come from using fossil fuels for energy. Okay. Right. Yeah. About 18%. So the numbers don't really add up because they kind of sure. plus or minus here yeah. or there. Yep, yep. About 18% come from deforestation. Okay. So that means we're cutting down more trees every year that that amount of carbon dioxide would have been absorbed. Okay. Is now being released because of the amount of trees being cut. Yep. Uh-huh. For various purposes. Mm-hmm. And about 18% of emissions come from agriculture. This mm-hmm. is like plants and animals for food, uh, manure, cow burps, yeah. uh, everything that comes from agriculture. Right. Okay. Okay. Controversial sidebar. Mm-mm. Okay. Controversy. Like Maybe I'll have like a sound clip in there. <laughs> so, you may have heard the numbers that I just said mm-hmm. represented in a different manner. Okay. In particular, you may have heard that animal agriculture a.k.a. the meat industry, mm-hmm. produces more emissions than any other sector, and it'll often be compared to the transportation sector as meat industry produces more greenhouse. Yeah. I heard that around the same time that everyone went vegan because of a Netflix documentary. <laughs> so, although that is technically correct, okay. transportation is a subset of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Okay. and. When you like compare it to all uses of fossil fuels, mm-hmm. 
this is where you get the numbers that I'm reporting, which is like, obviously, it is in the majority 65 to 70 percent fossil fuels. Okay. So, again, we're not trying to minimize the impact mm-hmm. that agriculture has on emissions because sure. it, it doesn't contribute. But the environmental impact is often misrepresented okay. to appear like it's the number one emitter, okay. particularly by people that further those particular agendas okay. because it makes it sound better. Right. But the climate focus from a purely climate standpoint, yeah. it, fossil fuels yeah. is the main focus and should be the main focus. Right. Okay. We have a lot of friends in that world, so, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I now have two, uh, several fewer friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love that world. None of them, yeah. none of them listen. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, friends don't listen. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. So, like, that, that's what's causing the greenhouse gases okay. to increase. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what are the effects of this? Like, what's going to happen? Oh, sorry. Before we move on, oh. I just had a quick mm-hmm. question. What are the effects of this? Oh, oh would question, you actually like Peter. to know? Yeah, yeah. It's really convenient because in 2018, the IPCC put out a report. Oh, did they? Yeah, and it, they say we're on track for a three to four degree increase by 2100. Get your bathing suits. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be oh. a beach party. <laughs> I should mention. It's not, is it? That's going to be catastrophic. <laughs> oh, boy. By when? Yeah. Negative Nancy. 2100. 2100. So not years. my problem. Yeah. That's not far away. <laughs> Sure, but it's... <laughs> Just kidding. It's our kid's problem. What a creep. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in that report, they stated, we need to aggressively limit that temperature increase to 1.5 degrees. Okay. Instead of allowing it to go to 4 degrees. Sounds like a good idea. That's a nice compromise. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty smart idea. Yeah. Yeah. And to achieve this, we have a very trivial task. Mm-hmm. All we have to do mm-hmm. is reduce all all worldwide emissions by half by 2030. Is that it, or is there more? Oh, yeah, and then we're going to need zero emissions by 2050. Oh, okay. oh. And then negative emissions after that. Um, Into the negative. No. Neg- ne- yeah. oh. um, no problem. Remember that 2030 when we need to have our emissions by half? Yeah. That's in 10 That's years. 10 years from now. Well, I'm sure, I mean, it's something we have to do to survive. I'm sure everyone's willing to get on board with that. I mean, I don't... Yeah, especially since it's slow acting and... Everyone's going to be very reasonable about it. Perfect example, recently in in Ottawa, our hometown, they instituted a mandatory mask uh, thing. Right. And I've heard that people aren't at all not complying and freaking out at store Yeah, I've not read any stories at all, yeah, yeah, of of grown adults yelling (laughs) at teenagers at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Yelling at little kids behind cash registers as if they're the ones enforcing this rule on the second day of this mandate. I've got faith that if you like, if you announced it on, say, all major media platforms more or less constantly... Humanity yeah. would realize that it's a very real and pressing concern and be completely reasonable in their compliance. Exactly. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if there's nothing else that can sort of unite us yeah. as a species, mm-hmm. you know, as a society, yeah. that's it. So just yeah. put yeah, all I've never been on the aside. internet before, so I completely agree with everything you're saying. I've never read a, no, I know, a comment on the internet before. Oh, boy. So we talked, like, that's kind of the, the broad strokes bad stuff. What are the actual literal effects of climate change that are going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think I think Lee's got a question. Sorry. Oh, does he? Did you have a question, Lee? No, I was excited for you to ask the question that Norm just asked, and you just oh. disappointed me so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One of the themes of today's episode is milk and a joke. How many times can you do it? Let's see. 
Yeah. Not enough, if you ask me. So there's the misconception that like uh, climate change is like a long-term problem, mm-hmm. but it's not like we will suddenly explode in 2050, right? right. Like it's going to be a slow and gradual increase of bad things happening. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's not like some deadline where 2030, that's when things are going to be bad. They're right. going to be bad now no. and they're going to continue. Right. To but bad. like name one continent that almost burnt to the ground. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't name any. In no? fact, oh, okay. Uh, although Australia, <laughs> I couldn't think of one there, drunk out. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Okay. Okay. Um, the biggest issue with climate change is extreme weather. Mm-hmm. So if it gets hotter, you're going to have more water evaporating from the ground Mm -hmm. and from the oceans into the air. As it gets warmer, the capacity for the air, the atmosphere to hold water Mm -hmm. actually increases. Mm. Okay. So remember the issue where we're like, oh, it'll just rain, right? Right. Well, it can actually hold more water when it's hot before it rains. So if it gets hotter, it can hold more water before it rains. And that's that's an even bigger feedback loop, right? Because water in the atmosphere. Okay. Selfish. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter's listening. Water is a greenhouse gas. Right? Water vapor. Water vapor. Yeah. Good job, Peter. Gold star. I'm smart. So when you have lots of evaporation coming out of the oceans, you get more intense storms, mm-hmm. more frequent storms. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Sandy, every hurricane that I haven't named. Right. <laughs> <laughs> every, yeah. every other one. All yeah. the greats, um, all the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not like that they wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this one degree warming, mm-hmm. but their severity has definitely increased right. by sort of an undefinable and unknown amount. Okay, right. But it obviously has increased because of more water, mm-hmm. faster winds, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And like we're seeing this in that we get these once in a century hurricanes yeah. now once in a decade. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And like this evaporation doesn't just affect the oceans, right? You evaporate from the ground, mm-hmm. which causes droughts, mm-hmm. which causes wildfires uh-huh. in Australia <laughs> and California. Oh, boy. It's Saskatchewan, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. Canadian. Yeah. yeah, so that's really yep. bad. Yeah, there's also sea level rise. Mm-hmm. Heard of this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the current rate, the sea level is going to rise by about one meter, 3.2 feet, mm-hmm. by 2100. You know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but the issue is... No, it's a lot. Beaches are flat. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like it doesn't sound like a lot when you're thinking like, that's ah, you know, not, not that much more. Yeah. But yeah, beaches are flat, right? Yeah. The incline is actually very shallow. So yeah. that means it's going to ingress horizontally yeah. a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And like, even if it doesn't put your house underwater, yeah. it does make flooding even worse right. because all the water's higher. Mm-hmm. You do have low-lying countries like the Maldives, mm-hmm. like um, the Netherlands mm-hmm. that are real major flood risks. Mm. They got a lot of dams though. So those always, um, those never fail. In the Netherlands, yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in episode 31, we talked about the Johnstown flood I'm and sure the naming did. of a lot of uh, Netherland cities have dam in them mm-hmm. because they've got dams literally <laughs> yeah amsterdam rotterdam uh <laughs> oh yeah so yeah as you were uh yeah so one of the other issues like even if your house isn't underwater storm surges mm-hmm. are going to be way worse that's like when the the water comes in before the storm hits the, right. the land mm. yeah that's uh, really really bad okay uh sidebar yep there's the misunderstanding that this sea level rise is from the fact that like, oh, ice is melting and mm. it's displacing the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's not actually the issue. It's more that water expands when it gets hot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because we're, we're not actually increasing the, the amount of water. Right. We're increasing, the water itself is getting bigger 
the temperature. Like we obviously oh, are increasing it, but it's not like mm-hmm. we're putting that much ice right. into the uh, yeah. into the ocean. And also, wouldn't the wouldn't the ice already be displacing water? I guess it'd be spread out differently. Oh uh, well, if it's like sitting on yeah. land, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it falls in. That actually calls to mind, like if if you watch the Expanse, the opening credits, they show like they'll always be like a top down oh, view of a city, yeah, yeah, and it'll yeah, be yeah, like yeah, New yeah. York. It'll be like this fast forward time lapse through over like probably fifty years, where these walls go up and you see the see the water level rise and right. there's like a wall around the city and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Just watch the expanse. <laughs> I gotta get back on that. Another thing, the oceans mm-hmm. they create fifty percent of the Earth's oxygen, mm-hmm. which is surprising yep. from like algae and stuff just sitting on the surface. Okay. Algae. And uh, when you increase the carbon dioxide concentration, it makes the top layer of the oceans slightly more acidic okay which kills life delicate that's um, not good cellular mm. life on the top layers of the surface which generate our oxygen yeah, that's not what you want no so that's not good also bleaches coral reefs mm-hmm. which affect the entire ecosystem yeah reefs also act as seawalls for storm surges and things yeah, so right. that's yeah. that's not good at all Sheesh. so these are just like environmental impacts right these, these are things where you're like if you don't care about the environment you're like i don't care at all I'm a capitalist. Yep. <laughs> okay. I guess your grandkids can suck an egg. Well, there's going to be major economic impacts as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. think of the money that needs to be spent on disaster relief. Right. right. Just from all of these things happening, right? Like, you may not care that California is on fire, uh, but then you think about all the all the industries that get disrupted by yeah. floods mm-hmm. and droughts, and like, you're at your all your corn farms and your agriculture yeah. when they get. When they get droughted, they need to be bailed out, right? Yeah. So you can't avoid spending money to help people. <laughs> and like the poor countries are the ones that are going to be the least able to adapt to this mm-hmm. because they don't have the money to bail out industries. They don't have the money to move people. Sure, right. When Bangladesh floods, mm. you're going to have hundreds of millions of climate refugees right. mm-hmm. needing somewhere to go, right? Yeah. And we could barely... Space. Fit a few non-climate refugees, you know, with yep. the recent issues with Syria and such. Right, so right, right. imagine yeah. people, everyone needing to leave the country right. because Long it's mass. underwater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the current pandemic that we're living in right now, as we record this, yeah. is a really interesting case study on emissions. Mm-hmm. Because global emissions are set to decline from the 2019 all-time high. Mm-hmm by about 8% this year. Hmm. And this is like great news. It's the biggest drop in emissions since World War II. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so like because of the pandemic, yeah. here's the bad news. Hmm. Everyone stopped driving. Yeah. Everyone stopped flying. Yeah. Industry shut down for months. Mm-hmm. And we only dropped 8%. Right. <laughs> and we need 50 we, huh. in 10 years. And... and Obviously, what we've done now is not sustainable for the economy. Uh, no. Yeah, people are losing I mean, their minds and their businesses. I mean, I hope the driving thing sticks around. A lot yeah. of people, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like a lot of governments not going back to work yeah. physically. Yeah. 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 So like even if everyone stopped driving or everyone got a free Tesla tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's not going to put a dent in emissions. Right. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't come from us. No, it's not... Uh, the general population. Man, wouldn't it have been great if there was like a huge push to like nuclearize everything in the 50s, but then it kind of lost momentum because of a certain disaster that happened in the 80s that we talked about. Pop quiz, what episode numbers were those? 
click, like, I scroll, scroll, scroll. What off was your it screen. now? What was it? I think it was episode 20 and 21. <laughs> Chernobyl part one and part two. Yeah. And when I edit that, it's going to be, like, right there. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. If, if only everyone was driving electric cars charged by nuclear power plants, wouldn't that be a future? What can we actually do about climate change? Oh, wait, hold on. I got a, I got a text message here. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, it says, what can we actually do about climate change? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, funny Peter. you should ask that. Good. It's yeah, it was, very funny because yeah. that's actually the next slide I have. Oh, is it? Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Still funny. Something that actually isn't really practical yep. is using less energy. Okay. It's not really viable in the long term. <laughs> really? And you say to someone yeah. sitting in front of an audio interface, two <laughs> monitors, a camera. Done and yeah. done. Not yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, like we got to where we are today yeah. because of fossil fuels gave us the luxury of having all this energy. Right. Right? It allowed us to develop our minds, to mm -hmm. create science, to power super, super reactors yep. and super colliders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as developing countries grow, like India and China, mm -hmm. energy demands are only going to increase, and they're going to increase a lot. Mm -hmm. So using less isn't something that is practical. Mm -hmm. Changing the way we generate our energy is. I like where this is going. A novel idea. <laughs> From the 50s. We, we talked about it on the previous episodes, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. So we won't discuss it too much here, but like obviously there's multiple options, whether it be nuclear, mm -hmm. solar, wind, mm -hmm. uh, geothermal is like really, really interesting. Okay. But figuring out ways to generate energy that don't emit carbon dioxide. So right. no natural gas, no coal, no oil. Yep. Yep. As a quick mini sidebar on this, it is not as simple. So like I'm not some naive tree hugger where it's mm -hmm. like let's convert all coal plants to solar tomorrow mm -hmm. and then we'll all hug each other to death <laughs> don't do that we want to survive yeah. yeah yeah so it's not as, it's not as simple as that from an engineering perspective right. like just as an example uh california mm -hmm. actually relies too much on solar really? they have too much solar okay so they over generate energy that's not used mm -hmm. in the day uh -huh. and then when nighttime comes yeah they don't have enough batteries to store that energy, okay. so they need to buy energy from neighboring states at night. Huh. Oh, so they have too much solar okay. in yeah. California. Huh. Okay. Uh, like obviously, the solution is just get more batteries, but yeah, then right. that increases the cost on its own. Yeah, but like uh, Amazon will have them there overnight. Just get more batteries. <laughs> buy more batteries. It's not like a double A. <laughs> get Prime. Yeah, same day. So yeah, I like it's understandably, and we're not going to really talk about it. It's not as trivial or as easy as just get rid of fossil fuels tomorrow. Right. Yeah, the one thing that we can all do today mm -hmm. or within the next four years mm -hmm. is to vote. Vote for a political party mm -hmm. that values systematic climate change mm -hmm. action. Oh boy, whether yeah, it is on the federal level yeah. or your provincial or your state level. Right. As I say this, yeah. The premier of our province has canceled cap and trade, eliminated the electric <sighs> vehicle rebate, uh -huh. and is suing the federal government for their carbon tax legislation. <sighs> Yay, Ontario! Yeah. Demonstrating his deep misunderstanding of how anything works. <laughs> also, if we hadn't lost Fat Chuddy on the last episode, I think he might have like aneurysmed himself to death uh, <laughs> after yeah, hearing there's that. There's a giant hole where his computer monitor used to be. So, like, what can we do? Of course, you can drive less, you mm -hmm. can eat less meat, you can buy local. Those are all things that will help. 
but the big culprit is energy use. And like the fossil fuel companies want to overemphasize your personal responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. They want to say like, yeah, you, you got to do all these things. Right. right. You got to buy an electric car, Mm -hmm. but this removes the spotlight from them. It's on the, it's on the big producers and we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Except for vote for legislation. Right. That makes them change. Yeah. Someone yeah. holding a bag of Doritos being like, you should really stop eating Doritos. These are free, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're your only food option. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we're, we, we're <laughs> beholden to them and like, you know, whatever the service is available, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to sort of wrap up on that, that topic, um, there's the belief that doing anything will be too expensive. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's this idea that fossil fuels are cheap, right? That's why we use them. Mm-hmm. But the main reason fossil fuels are cheap is because of subsidies. So we're so reliant on fossil fuels. Yeah. Like we're so entrenched in them in, in our lives everywhere mm-hmm. that the government subsidizes their costs to keep the price stable. Uh, okay. yeah. And globally, fossil fuel subsidies are $5.2 trillion. Oh. Subsidize this. This is 6.5 of the world's GDP goes to subsidizing fossil fuels. <laughs> That's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, comparatively, renewables get about 140 billion. Right. So like an order of magnitude less. Right. Yeah, right. Not a lot of incentive. Most economists will agree that shifting subsidies, as well as introducing gasp carbon tax, <gasps> is really like the only economically feasible way to quickly address climate change right yeah some people will irrationally scoff when they hear the word tax mm-hmm. one of those people is probably my dad <laughs> <laughs> he's like tax traditionally dads everywhere <laughs> yeah they, they they hate tax Not fond of those but taxes. we're already paying the fossil fuel companies welfare mm-hmm. and now we like are now going to tax them so it's not like this is it's, it's this weird unfair system mm-hmm. oh yeah and like over 40 governments have already adopted some level of carbon taxing right. mm-hmm. to varying levels of success, but it's kind of like there's a lot of economics here mm-hmm. that we don't need to discuss. Mm-hmm. But one example is the United Kingdom. Yeah. They introduced a carbon tax in 2013. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've basically eliminated coal. Right. And their emissions are now at the levels from the 90s. Wow. Oh, wow. The 1890s. What? Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, the UK is is doing it right, Jeez. but also like Sweden and and so on. It also yeah. kind of strikes me that, you know, we talked about China being the number one admitter. It also seems like from a social and political perspective, they're in a perfect position to just like declare that they're going to stop emitting and institute these changes, right? Yeah, well, like that's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the pandemic, right? They're the best to forcibly say, we're doing this now. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. or else mm-hmm. yeah basically <laughs> like it's not yeah. you know we have to set aside the political implications of living yeah. in that kind of system but they're in a perfect position to be like hey we're going nuclear tomorrow yeah. but we we mentioned this in the previous episode though like because of their population their their growth the, yeah. their need for energy yeah they are making the most nuclear plants the most solar right. plants the most wind right. plants yeah, the okay. most everything plants yeah. yeah are coming out of china and they're reducing like even though they're still increasing their carbon they're still like reducing it at a rate that will be yeah better than what other countries are doing which right. is not reducing at all yeah and so if, if you want to hear more about that episode 20 chernobyl part one check it out i'm here for the laughs and the promo <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that kind of like 
wraps up the discussion on the science. Um, okay. I like to use an analogy when we talk about this carbon emissions, mm -hmm. and it's the analogy of trying to lose weight. Okay. So let's say your doctor says, we need you to lose 100 pounds 10 years from now, mm -hmm. or you're going to be in big trouble. Uh, yeah. But right now, we're like, well, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's a long time away. I'll just keep gaining weight now. <laughs> and worry about it later. It's not easy, mm -hmm. and it's not something that can be done quickly. Yeah. But we need to start yeah. with small things now yeah. so that we can reach our goal right. in 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Because yeah. on top of that, too, like if you're like, oh, I'm fine, you keep gaining weight, you're going to need to lose a whole lot more than 100 pounds. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like you're at zero risk until that 10 years from now. Right. Right. right? Like things are going to happen, mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a fun analogy. And Great so analogy. we can wrap up with a quote. That's not really a quote, but it's uh, from various people have cited it. So I don't know who it's exactly attributed to. But the best time to act on climate change was 30 years ago. <laughs> the second best time is now. There you go. Uh, so that that's all. Uh, so the next episode, mm -hmm. we will actually talk about the aspect we've been conveniently tiptoeing around <laughs> <Yeah>. this episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's my favorite Egyptian river. Denial. Nice. Mm -hmm. I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a river in Egypt. All right. Awesome. That was a, that was a solid part one. And I'm oh, very yeah. excited for part two. Yeah. Do we have music to go with that? Norm, you want to As go first? usual. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. My band is Lonely the Brave. Okay. They're an English alt-rock band, mm -hmm. and the song is called Backroads from their 2014 album. Mm. The song is like sort of about just like standing up and taking action, and it's really hopeful and inspiring. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also has like one of my favorite music videos of all time. Yeah. So uh, we will definitely need to link that because yeah, it is such a great video and it's a great song. And cool. That's in the show notes. Uh, you know, it's hopeful for, for our our outlook on the climate. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Good take. Check that one out. Links in our show notes. Lee, you got one? Yeah. So uh, the band I went with is called Divination. Mm -hmm. And it is one of many projects of Mr. Bill Laswell, who's sort of a, I guess, an experimental music magnate from New York City. <laughs> he uh, often specializes in ambient dub. And Divination okay. is very Ooh. much an ambient dub themed project but the mm -hmm. the track i picked is uh the last song on their second album it's called ambient dub ambient dub volume two dead slow the last track is called mm -hmm. journeys and okay. uh it's like a 13 minute ambient track it's almost um it's almost ambient noise in a way but to me like i i had a feeling i wanted to pick a song from this project and and i i remembered this tune in particular to me, it just sounds like the soundtrack of a glacier, just like slowly oh, cool. doing its thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if your glacier yeah. needs a soundtrack, Journeys by yeah. And since we have glaciers, that means we are in an ice That's age. Right. Hey. Which I didn't even realize we were in an ice age currently. So, me there either. you go. Perfect. Sweating through my shorts, am I right? That's right. Yeah. Because it's hot out. And where's that global warming? Yeah. <laughs> where's that when you need it? Well, listen to part two and we'll learn about why we <laughs> think that way. <laughs> Peter. Uh Sweet. And then for me, I went with uh, one of my maybe oldest favorite bands. I don't know if I'd call them a favorite band anymore, but they were my favorite band for a long time. Uh, bands Mogwai. Oh, They're nice. like a post-rock band from... Did I steal your 
Did I still hear no, songs? No, no, Norm- I just oh, love just Mogwai. Like, yeah, Mogwai's awesome. Norm and, <laughs> I, Norm and I have both been fans for a long time. Me too. Um, so Mogwai, they're a <laughs> Scottish post-rock band. Forget if it's four or five dudes. It's probably changed. The album is from 2016. It's actually a soundtrack to a documentary called Atomic mm. about uh, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which we also talked about in part one of the Chernobyl series. Yeah. Went with the first track called Ether. And it's kind of like a... Well, if you know Mogwai, it's very Mogwai-ish post-rock instrumental. Starts off pretty ambient and then it builds up. There's some like brass and trumpets and stuff. And it's got a very hopeful tone to it. And that's kind of the spin, I guess, or the tone I would like to take with these episodes because they could be very doom and gloom and we're all going to die on a dust ball. (laughs) But uh, I like to think that we won't. And also the reason that it initially came to mind is the cover is super awesome. It's just a picture of the sun. And I figured a lot of this kind of centers around the relationship between the sun and the earth. So nothing constructive comes out of being negative. Exactly. I beg to differ, but that's okay. 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 Well, you're wrong. No look. <laughs> Shut up. No look. Okay. I agree. Day to day negativity is awesome, but big picture. <laughs> also, the weather is like your negativity, but your climate should be positive. There you go. There you go. Exactly. My weather is everything is awful. My climate is everything's amazing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's that. The song Ether from the album Atomic by Mogwai. Check that one out. And. Check out part two of this episode coming out in a couple weeks. Before then, if you liked what you heard, not fat chuddy. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, if you liked what you heard, tell a friend to listen to this podcast. That's the number one thing that you can do to help us out. Uh, if you're not already subscribed, please consider subscribing wherever you listen and also leaving a rating or review. I think podca- Apple Podcasts is still the best place to do that. If you want to follow us on social medias at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, don't forget, I think we're on the last week of that contest draw that we have going out so if you post about our podcast on social media and tag us at this disaster pod then we'll enter you into a draw for yeah fancy merch like possibly what norm's demonstrating maybe some unique (laughs) unique shirt and unique print colors one or very limited run um (laughs) and some other some other goodies that we're in the process of cooking up that'll come your way so tag us on social media and you'll be entered in that draw that and that's up to august 31st if you want to get everything in one convenient place, www.thisdisasterpod.com. We have a patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod where you can get things like access to live streams of our major disasters, which we're doing right now. There's a bunch of patrons watching on our Discord server to the live stream, so you could be one of them. You also have access to micro disasters that come out every two weeks on Saturdays and some other bonus content that comes out here and there and some other other bonus content that's already in the works. It's too early to tease it on the podcast, but both Norm and Lee know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that must be t- tantalizing, I guess is the word, maybe? Mm. I don't know. It's in the works. You'll know about it soon enough. Titillating? No. Let's say that, maybe I can say that we're transcending mediums, maybe? <laughs> we'll see if I'll keep that in or not. Okay. Anyway. We're starting a live musical play. <laughs> we are. Alright. <laughs> it's about climate change. It's right. a disaster. <laughs> it's just Norm on a stage crying for an hour and a half. No, it's just me doing solo Grease renditions. (laughs) Why Grease? Tell us more. Uh, Tell us more. (laughs) How long do we have? (laughs) So thanks for tuning in. I think that's all that I had to say. And uh, we'll see you in our next major disaster, which is part two of this disaster. Bye. 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 Bye.